Mike, turn your games down. Hi, I'm Luke Miller. What are you playing? Episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Overton, and what are you playing with me tonight? Well, this is Richard Sampson from the web, the YouTube, uh, to, uh, getting tongue tied, uh, YouTube channel, Rich Kale, and writer of fix that are posted on such sites as fanfiction.net, archive of our own, and Comic Vine. And, and who else is with us? <laughs> or, sorry, I thought oh, uh, yeah, my name is Isaiah. I just, you know, play video games. All right, and welcome. This is your first time on the show. And you were also, which, and I also had a, a buddy of ours, Red Fox, as he goes by. Richard goes by Red Fox on here for some reason, but yeah, he's been on the show a few times. So, <laughs> and hopefully, you should be on the show next month if everything works out with if scheduling. But all right, so as we do every month, we are here to talk about what we've been playing or what are you playing each month. Uh, so we do these episodes monthly. This week or this month, I actually played games that weren't for the show. It's a miracle. It, it's a really weird thing. One, there's a game that. I think Isaiah will be the first person I've had on the show that will actually know what I'm talking That might, I think, will actually know the game or played it. I played, again, Magic the Gathering Chandelar. Oh, wow, that brings back memories. I still, that game is forever installed on my PC. As it should be. I have it's- definitely heard you uh, m- mention it from time to time, and I still remember when Magic came out was only just a card game. <laughs> I mean, it still is a card game, but it's, you know, really kind of evolved a lot over the last, you know, I want to say seven, eight years. <laughs> probably done it longer than that because I was in college when that came out. I think I was in my sophomore year when it came out. Well, I mean, Magic Magic Online started, I think, in like 2012. But like a lot of the basis for that was uh, based off of Magic Chandelier. So it, it has a different kind of interface, but like it plays almost the same. And then they evolved into the Duel of Planeswalkers on console and Steam and then kind of transitioned into what is now Magic Arena in addition to doing Magic Online. So, I mean, like, it's still at its core a card game, though. Yeah, and I mean, I don't care about any of the other online ones or any of the other, like, I've tried playing Magic Gathering games, but for some reason, there is something special to me about Chandelier. One is I have all that nostalgic for it. But I mm-hmm. always use the same type of deck every time. Well, it's really only one kind of deck you can use that that makes the game, you know, at least playable in a in just a few hours. Everything else is a grind game. I, I always use a red. I I tend to use a red a red deck. And yeah, and that's the way to go, especially back back in those days of Magic. I mean, you want to talk about early Magic? I'm the guy to talk to about that. <laughs> And we have breaking news. Our other guest was able to be able to join us. And who else Woo-hoo! is this? Hey, Carusetta here. Like You're a little quiet. Not, not. You're hard to hear, Carrie. Your inner, your mic. I don't think I'm picking the right mic. Like, Chandelier is just so special to me. I mean, I have played That's the game better, in a green Carrie. deck and a red deck, and I always keep telling myself, I'm going to play as a black or blue deck one day. I beat Good the luck. game twice this year. It's not going to happen. I, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't care for the other decks. I like what I like. And I also, there's a modded version of that game that has every single card in the game up to a certain generation, like, pretty late into it in the game. I might have to look into that. I I, I also have it installed on my computer at all times, but I can't play it because I don't, I don't know the cards past a certain point. Like, anytime you start getting past, like, into Odyssey, that's when I quit playing Magic. So, like, none mm-hmm. of these things make any sense to me to a certain point and i don't know like what cards are going to counter other cards like i don't know the the game and people have cards that make no sense to me 
when you start your own deck, you have like a five colored deck the game will start you with for some reason mm-hmm. in this mod, and it's not. It's hard. It's really hard. I can yeah, imagine. I, I quit playing Magic around the year two thousand one, so I definitely have a uh, not much recent knowledge of it. No, I mean, like, do I sound better now? Can you hear me fine now? You sound good now. But it's just something about that game for me, where I know every card. Like, I don't even have to read the cards. I, I just know what's gonna what's happening. Well, I mean, back when Chandelier came out, there was only maybe five or six Magic sets, if I remember correctly. Don't you know? Don't beat me up over the internet if I'm wrong. Like, it was a very infantile version of Magic when that game came out. So it was really rather easy to pick up. Even even mechanics that that were attached to creatures at that point were still pretty simplistic. Yeah, it's yeah. much it's much easier to do it than mm-hmm. I was than I was expecting. And I just. But yeah, I really wanted to play the mod. Like, I actually tried to get, like, I was trying to get the Weatherlight crew, just like like I had in real life. I had all the Weatherlight crew cards at one point. And I was just like, what am I even doing? And then I just turned off the <laughs> game and couldn't win. <laughs> I didn't understand, like, the game anymore. But yeah, it's, that's, what, that's one of the games I've been playing. And what about you, Isaiah? What's a game that you've been playing this month? Um, actually, I've been playing a lot of, a lot of the different Star Ocean games in the series. I actually... A few weeks ago, probably just finished, like, probably a few weeks ago, finished up uh, First Departure. I'm now currently working on The Last Hope, which is just originally out for the Xbox, which is actually a prequel to First Departure, but the fourth one in the series. So, I mean, like, like that actually kind of takes me back to when I was younger, though, playing Star Ocean 2, because that was the first one that we ever saw in the States. Yeah. Was that one. And that was the um, one that Star- multiple of us had back then, too. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But like the thing that I so the one of the things that kind of annoyed me at first with Last Hope was how much they dumbed down the skill system. Because for those of us that have played Star Ocean 2, there were so many different skills in the game that made other like meta skills. And then like like a, a, as people a, as your characters were able to combine their skills together, they would create group skills with this one. It's it's very very much like each character maybe has like a couple of their unique skills and then everything else is pretty much class-based. So it kind of annoyed me at first, but now like once you break it into like, once you get further into the game and see how it interacts with each other, it makes it a lot of, a lot of fun. Like I have a character right now. She doesn't hit very hard, but she hits a lot and crits a lot. Okay. I've always been curious about playing more star oceans. I I really want to go back and play second story at some point for this show but it's not short so it hasn't happened yet <laughs> yeah well and then like the other thing about second story is that you can really only emulate it unless you have a playstation one with the original discs and good luck finding the original i, I discs. do to my right actually. oh lucky but, <laughs> lucky um, i wouldn't play it you i'd emulate the hell out of it because oh yeah it. yeah me too you know I, and then actually i uh uh you're gonna laugh at this one mike but like i actually just before the uh, middle of August finished up also playing probably my like my 12th playthrough of Xenogears. <laughs> so uh, dude, I still love that game. I, I played it uh, when COVID started, when I didn't know what the hell was going mm-hmm. on in the world. I started up a, a playthrough of Xenogears and beat it in like three months. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's about how long it takes just to get through disc two. <laughs> Can I mean, I mean, also playing a game every week. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you want to talk about hands down one of the best writings in like uh, one, one of the best writings in games, as well as one of the most brilliant flawed gems that's the game to look at (laughs) and richard what is something that you've been playing oh well i've been venturing into a few different games that i've played some that i've played before some that i haven't played before i mean uh well 
I just recently finished like for the on my channel. I finished Judge Dread Dread versus Death, which is definitely a, a, a good experience. If you want a good Judge Dread adaptation, that's a good game to play or a good thing to watch. If you want, is to it watch on? It. Is it on PC? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, definitely on PC. I mean, <laughs> I was I got it all off one of the sites that we both know of, <laughs> or we all know of. Like but, um, or something. Yeah. I have, uh, on the Switch, I've been uh, working my way more on uh, Breath of the Wild. I can officially say now that I have three of the Divine Beasts beaten. Nice! On that. And I'm still exploring and finding stuff, and I'm like, you guys are sneaky bastards for this game. <laughs> it's just hands down. One of the, it's like one of the best Zelda games ever made. Like, just as far as just sheer entertainment value. Oh yeah, I mean, I did. I've done something that Mike didn't do when he first started playing the game. <laughs> I've been finding all those damn Korok seats, and I've been able to expand my inventory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I only I, played the game once, and I didn't find any. <laughs> I didn't play very long. I'm uh, on the computer for free time, and sometimes just to chill. I have booted up, and I've been playing Stray, which is a wonderful, wonderful game. It's uh, very interesting to play as a cat. <laughs> and just also seeing from some, some reaction videos, some cats have seen people play Stray and they're like, it's like, wait. <laughs> that's one of us. That's me. Isn't that? No, that's not me. I mean, I, Stray does look cool. I'm interested in it, but I don't ever play a game when it first comes out. I also might take me years, but it does look really cool. Oh, it is. It's... I know of the development they went into with Stray. I mean, I remember seeing a video of them starting to work on it. I think I saw it before my wife passed away. And I'm like, this is going to be cool when they get together. Because they were just, you know, watching how a cat moves and everything. Yeah, it, it looks I mean, I've heard good things about it. It looks fun. I mean, just haven't gotten around to oh, yeah. and on, sales. On, on the DS, I've been working my way again through the, the Professor Layton series. I am currently on Professor Layton and Last Spec, which is the fourth Layton game released. But technically, in the chronology of the Professor Layton games, it is the first game in the chronology games that are out there. Okay. And I, I know you're not a fan of puzzle games, but I think well, you I enjoy cheat. this one. Yeah, well, you could cheat with this one. <laughs> That's my issue. <laughs> I mean, it, it takes away something from the game when you cheat. All <laughs> yeah, I but, mean, it depends on the context of the game. Like, if the game is extremely brutal, you know, and like you've just been banging your head against it, then go ahead and whip out that that infinite health code. You know, no, I'm talking about like guides or puzzle games that look up what to do. Oh, oh, well, that's understandable, I mean, especially when they get some of the more difficult ones. I mean, even the old solitaire IQ puzzle things where you've got to jump the pegs and get the last peg in the center. Even no matter how many games they put that in, so there's you have to cheat to solve it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to commit that all to memory. But I, I've always enjoyed the latent games. One, the music, there's great background music. Two, the story is very captivating. Uh, three, the puzzles are genuinely thinkers. I mean... Even in one game, you have one person there. You is a puzzle called "Who Ate the Cake," <laughs> in which the person, you know, someone ate my cake, 
and you have four people who are there who say, you know, you know, each say that one line, only one person is lying and you must determine who ate the cake. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you how to solve it. <laughs> I mean, there's another. Uh, can you guys it, hear me now? Yep. We can hear you. I can hear you. And sorry about that. Oh, no, you're good. Okay. It, it's, it's internet. <laughs> Yeah, my internet is being. It, it, I figured out that my phone internet is working okay. It's the computer in my office that the internet is being screwy, and I don't know what the <laughs> deal is. But sorry about that, guys. Oh no, hey, I'm glad that you're able to make it. And yep. yeah, Carrie, what's something you've been playing? Oh man, I've been playing so much stuff. Uh, I'm back on my Elder Ring bullshit. So there's that. <laughs> um, yeah. After uh, I I beat the I got the game at launch and I beat it with I I, I made I think I had like four different characters that I played and I beat it with my with my uh, mage character back in like April and I was like all right I need to take some time off of Elder Ring I've been playing nothing but Elder Ring for the last three months so I took the summer off Elder Ring and then I started it again last week. And uh, did the, got to uh, beat Millennia, which is that you know famously super hard boss. Mm-hmm. And I beat um, most of the other optional bosses. Uh, there's like two I forgot about before I started New Game Plus, so I'm gonna have to wait till New Game Plus for them and start a New Game Plus run. And then I remembered one of my other characters that I had kind of abandoned at like level 80, and so I started playing it again and had a lot of fun with that. So that's that's one of the things I've been doing back on the Elden Ring. I am really curious about Elden Ring. Yeah, I mean, so I know like you love Dark Souls, and it's definitely I do. very Dark Souls. But then I know you also you don't like Breath of the Wild, right? <laughs> I I had a very it's, bad it's, playthrough with it. Yeah, one it's day very I'm gonna Breath of the Wild. It's it is Dark Souls meets Breath of the Wild. So Breath of the Wild is my very favorite video game, and Dark Souls is my favorite series other than Zelda. So Elden Ring feels like it was designed just for me. <laughs> but I can see if you didn't, if you don't like Dark Souls or you don't like uh, Breath of the Wild, then I could see Elden Ring not necessarily being your thing. I think that's like, a very that's a very fair assessment of Elden Ring. Okay. Yeah, I, as much as I want to just tell everyone to play Elden Ring because I love Elden Ring, it's my it's my second favorite video game ever after Breath of the Wild. Well, so, my problem. But I have to I have to admit it's not for everyone. My problem with Breath of the Wild was I played it at the wrong time. I just beat Dark Souls 1. The game just came out. There weren't any guides. I just played it at the wrong time for me. Yeah, and I guess that would be the wrong time for you. I was going to say, I got Elden, I got a Breath of the Wild the day it came out, and I loved it. But I, I hear you. Yeah, but you're also I think part of the cheat like me. I yeah. think part of the fun with Breath of the Wild especially is the fact that like there were no guides when it first came out. Just because there was yeah. so much to do. It's very freeform. Unlike most Zelda games you know, where, where you kind of have that semblance of, okay, you kind of have to do this. You can maybe interchange a couple of things, but for the most part, most Zelda games are very like, this is the order in which you do things and it's enforced by the items you acquire. Yeah. They're very, most Zelda games are very, it's even though Zelda is my favorite series, I'll admit most Zelda games are very linear. My, my favorite Zelda games aren't like my very favorite breath of the wild, but then like, Probably my second or third favorite Zelda game is the original Legend of Zelda, and it's pretty open-ended, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then A Link to the Past is it, it is a little linear, but it does also have, like, a lot of openness to it. I mean, yeah, especially so. when, like, because you can get the Titans mitt once you get into the uh, once you get into the second world. Yeah. Like, which exactly. is normally a Dungeon that, 5 that opens That opens up a lot of stuff, too, so. Yeah. And so but was, yeah, no. So so uh, Elden Ring is I, I think it's it's one of those things. If you really like a good open world game where you can do anything, 
and you like the Dark Souls style combat, I think it's definitely the basic game anyway, I think is the easiest in the Soul series, probably other than maybe Demon Souls, which I think is the easiest, easiest, you know, relatively speaking. You think Demon <laughs> for, Souls for a Souls game? I think Demon Souls is, I mean, definitely the remake the, or the original the, version. I mean, the remake is not significantly different. They just, you know, sawed off some of the quality of life, you know, stuff made it like easier to access your inventory and stuff. They didn't change the difficulty, really. I think Demon's Souls is. But then again, you know, my I've only beaten Demon's Souls one. I've played I've had two characters in Demon's Souls and one was a magic build, which is just broken easy. And then the other was a quality build, which is always kind of like the basic, you know, Souls game is like if you you know, just do a quality build for your first run through, you know, and then, you know, it's nothing fancy, but nothing complicated. I don't know. I think, I, I think Demon's Souls is, I mean, definitely if you didn't have any kind of guide and didn't know what you were doing, you could get yourself into a bad situation. But, but anyway, I think Elden Ring is probably the easiest though. Some of the bosses are just like very, very difficult later game, especially. Okay. But so are they in other games. Like, I mean, None of the, you know, Millennia is hard, but she's not as hard as like the Nameless King in Dark Souls 3 or now she's harder than anything in Dark Souls 1. Because I, I guess Dark Souls 1 is probably actually, you know, almost, you know, one of the easier ones. But it she's is. not as hard. She's not as hard as like, um, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of Dark Souls 2. If there's a <laughs> boss in that, but Dark Souls 2, I think, also has easier bosses, but harder levels. But anyway, this is in the Dark Souls podcast. Point is, I've been playing Elder Ring and enjoying <laughs> it again. It feels like it feels like. It took me like a, a little bit to get back into the swing of the combat and stuff. And then I got right back into it. And I'm really enjoying it. I'm playing a, a dragon priest build. So I just okay. uh, do a lot of do a lot of bleed damage and jump around like a crazy like little ninja uh, doing with a little uh, Darth Maul weapon twin blade. <laughs> it, nice. it does bleed. It has like a you press like it's a it's like you press the uh, L2 to do your weapon art and you go like flying around like like a crazy like it, basically like if you get Yoda from. Star Wars Episode Two, Darth Maul's lightsaber. It's like that. You okay. go flying around. Only everything you hit like bleeds and catches on fire while you do it. And then occasionally I can like make a spectral dragon head come out of my come out of my head and like blow flames or poison at people. So it's a lot of fun. Okay, that sounds cool. Yeah, Dragon that Priest is fun. It's, cool, it's, and I it's might hard. just have it's, to pick up Elden Ring just to do that. Yeah, Dragon Priest is a is a quirky build where you kind of want to know the game and know where your stuff is. It's not definitely not your first playthrough character, I think, but it's a fun right. it's a fun little build, definitely. One day, I keep telling yeah. myself in this imaginary world, I'll have time. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how the game is on PC. I've heard that it can have some performance issues, but they fixed a lot of it since okay. launch. Uh, I'm playing on PS5, and it's it sings on PS5, which okay. pretty much everything does. I probably wouldn't play it. I don't know if this PC could handle it. This PC was having some issues running <laughs> something. I was trying to run Chrono Cross the remake or remaster. Oh, yeah, no, then it yeah, was, you might want to you might want to wait for an upgrade then. It was struggling. I'm like, why are you struggling on Chrono Cross? I think it was just, I need to mess with some settings, but <laughs> it was kind of yeah. funny. Well, I oh, think the, the remake the, the the remaster you're talking about. Yeah. Or yeah. It, well, that's, they, and that's why because yeah, it, up, it upscales. It has issues on PC, but it also upscales, which means that unless you're running a decent, a solid, solid PC, it's it's gonna have issues just inherently. Yeah, I was a little surprised, and I was like, hmm, I could just pull out the ROM. Like, I got the ROM, but I kind of want to play the, the the real like the real version since I own it. But we'll see. Yeah, that's yeah. on my, that's on my list of games that I need to play upcoming. But I'm, it's gonna take I'm a, in a back similar seat. situation. I have the remaster, but I also have the seat. I also have the I have the 
disc in my PS2 in my workshop right now also. So like, do I play the PS2 version or do I play the remake? I Probably think the, the, rem- the remaster version, I think, is or pretty PS1, good. Sorry. I think it's pretty good. I mean, we'll we'll see. I, mean, I, got, just, I heard I heard good things. I heard good. I things. don't know if the game was chugging or I just thought the game was running slow because I don't real because the music sounded fine. I'm like the music sounds fine. Is the game actually being slow or is it just me not realizing how slow this PS1 game is? Well, I mean, it was originally a very slow game. It's been a long time. Yeah, it, it like a lot of people don't realize like especially like when Chrono Trigger came out, it was a pretty fast game for for a RPG at that time. And a lot of people played it in anticipation of Chrono Cross, which kind of led to their disappointment with Chrono Cross's story. But I digress. Um, but it, it is a slower game when it comes to how things operate. So, so yeah, I was, I was thinking the game might, was lagging on me, like my computer, but it could have just been the fact that it just slow in general. And I just mm-hmm. didn't realize it. But no, I just started playing it for like 20 minutes and I haven't. I, it's on my list. It's going to be episode 200, which is end of October. No, early November people will hear it, but that's. Yeah, it, it, like I said, it's, it's on my list, too. I want to point what, out right now that Mike, Michael actually cared about the music in a game. I do in this one. <laughs> it is Chrono Trigger special to me. So the music is on the whole time for that game. I mean, honestly, if, if Chrono Trigger is not special to you and you're in this call, get out like. <laughs> Chrono Trigger is Chrono Trigger my number one game of all time in episode 100. Uh, you can hear me gush about it. So, and well, I'm I mean, a favorite Chrono game member. Chrono Trigger is one of those games that just defined what an RPG could be at that time. I'm not uh, Chrono Trigger and Final that. Fantasy yeah, VI. I mean, Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy III both did that at that time. Well, Final Fantasy VI. Let's get it right. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get to play <laughs> Chrono Trigger until it came out on DS. That's that's the better version, just because you it's have still the it's still up there. All right, and I've been playing one other game that I want to talk about that I had no intention of buying or playing. I just there was a humble bundle for ten bucks. It had some other games in it, and it had two packs of pinball tables. I'm like, okay, I'll buy this just because I want the other games, and I'll I'll take some some free pinball tables. I don't care about pinball. And somehow, what, what, uh, what pinball program is oh, it? Pinball FX three. Oh yeah, that's supposed to be a really good one. Is I mean it it did like I already put in six over six hours of this game. <laughs> And this is just playing like it's my favorite downtime game. Like when things are quiet, I just sit there and start playing pinball while I wait for something to happen. Yeah, I love a good virtual pinball. It's really good. And what what tables are you liking? uh, I'm really getting into the Star Wars table. Oh, yeah. Those are really good. There's um, I don't know at the time you hear this, depending on when I publish it, it might not still be up. But Humble Bundle did a thing called the Starlight Bundle, which is still live at the time that we're recording this, but it ends in three days. So yes, this will not be live when you hear. But so, and that's where I got it from. It had a, it had it in there for ten bucks. It had all the Marvel tables, which I'm assuming that from what I heard, there's some issue with the license with the Marvel tables that they're not like it's only on the PC version, but not on the other versions like Switch or PS4. So it's one of those things where you might, if you want it, you might want to grab it sooner than later. Tell me, does it have some of the as op as tables you can get? Does it have some of the old game, old pinball games like Funhouse and Taxi? And I don't think so. It does have a bunch of Williams tables, which I don't like. I bought one pack because I've been. What I'm doing now is every time a, a a pack goes on sale, I just buy it to be part of my collection. So yeah, I mean, I've got <laughs> you know on my Amazon Fire tablet, I have some that are well, it has a. Oh, you know, that's a tempting one. Well, 
Oh, wait, <laughs> that's not pinball games. It's just a starlight bundle here. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's, there's just, yeah, you trust me, look at it. You, it's, if you, yeah, it's, it, that pinball game is surprisingly good. It's a perfect pick up and play game, which I don't have a lot of those because I'm always working on the next thing for the show, the next thing for the show. But I have found that, like, when I'm just don't, you know, I just throw up pinball and I just play a few rounds. I maybe I'll play for 20 minutes or something, then I'll just get bored and move on. And I'm just having a blast. Like, I haven't even played the damn Marvel tables yet. I've been playing the other tables I bought that were all on sale. I bought a portal table because it was $3 and it's fun. I see there the Aliens versus Predator collection. Yes, I haven't gotten that yet because it hasn't gone on sale since I've been in this world of pinball. It was on sale. Oh, so those are there's full throttle table. No, that those aren't all pinball tables. Those are just other games. But there is an Aliens vs Predator table. I was like a full throttle table. That's interesting. No, I'm just trying to see what this is. The Aliens vs Predator collection that's in that humble bumble. Humble Bundle. Why am I? Th- I just said Humble Bundle. Like humble I'm bundle. thinking like I have that bundle sometimes too. Football for the Red Nose Reindeer. Uh, I'll say this: The Aliens versus Predators 2010 release. That one is a very nice one. Okay, I, I did. I have that now because that that was one of the games I wanted. Like I had no interest in the pinball table. I was just like, okay, sure, I'll grab them. I'll throw them on here, and then I fell in love with them, and I just can't stop playing pinball. So it's it's my go to game and in, in when I'm just like I need some I just need something to play for like ten minutes while I wait for something else to happen and I play oh, pinball. I have like I meant I may have told you about this before, Mike. I have on my Amazon Fire tablet one of the pinball things that you I could have that when the Amazon Underground was a thing. And I have about Oh yeah, Amazon Underground was great. <laughs> I have about like twenty ta- there's about twenty tables on it, one of which is not playable, but if I feel like just killing some time playing pinball, I turn that on. I select one of the various tables, maybe Medieval Madness. These are all actual pinball games. Uh, taxi. <laughs> and I actually think maybe I should pull that one out. Just because not too long ago, Mikhail Gorbachev passed away. And he was one of your one of the people you could pick up in, in uh, Taxi. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Okay. Oh, Richard, what's something else you've been playing? Well, let's see. I mentioned all those games that I was playing. Yes. Um, Anything else I missed? No, no. I mean, I got stuff that I play on on for the channel. As I said, I I finished some recently. I finished Kathy Rain, the director's cut. Okay. Which did a wonderful job adding to the story. It did a wonderful job of include of content expanding on certain things. And making a lot more sense in the backstory of certain things. I mean, I like that. And that was a nice, nice upgrade. I mean, literally find out some things about Kathy's past and what her grandparents had more of concern for her well-being. They wanted to try and adopt her or, or you know, have take custody of her from her mother, who wasn't the most stable mind in the world. And other things, they had include more puzzles, and I, I'm not going to tell people how to solve the puzzles. I will not tell you how to solve the puzzles. Not <laughs> yeah, here. you don't need to do that. You can do. You can yeah, that, no, I that'd be in bed for <laughs> That's that's for what's my YouTube channel is for for watching my playthroughs because some of them I figure <laughs> out on my own big time. <laughs> All right, but yeah, and, okay. I brought that up because of course uh, Michael Hughes mentioned. Gave me praise for putting her oh, yeah. on the list. <laughs> for mentioning Kathy Rain in our top ten. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, I've never heard of this. Kathy Rain? 
it's yeah. a adventure game of some sort. I know. I think point and click oh. mystery type yeah. adventure set in the nineties, oh. like the mid nineties. A long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to mention? No, I mean uh, anything else is pretty much just for the channel, uh, just okay. for my channels. I mean. I've been going through like Sherlock Holmes Chapter One. That has been a very fun game, and I am getting so sidetracked with the side quests. I'm staying away <laughs> from the main story. <laughs> I know how that goes. I mean, I look at my map, more, but... going from location to location. I'm like, coin, and I'm like, all of a sudden, I've turned into that tri- that that one uh, that the mummy from Scooby Doo, coin, coin. <laughs> all right. Oh, and Isaiah, what is something else that you've been playing? Anything else you want to mention? I mean, like, uh, not so much what I've been playing, but what what I can't wait for to come up. Because, like, back in July, I want to say, I stopped playing Avengers Hardcore. <laughs> but they got Cloning Labs coming out uh, later on this year, so that's actually something I'm looking forward to. And I was really, I was looking all over to try to get my hands on a copy of Valkyrie Profile 2 just to get ready for the new Valkyrie game coming out, uh, oh, actually, yeah. in about a week. I forget that that's, so, forget that, series, that series exists. Yeah, I know, like, I... Like I never really forgot that forgot that the series existed, but it was one of those like I was just kind of browsing on what's coming up, and I was like, "Wait, when did they mention a new Valkyrie game? Why wasn't I informed <laughs> about this? What the hell, Square Enix?" So I got that pre-ordered. That's coming out in in about a week, and so I'm actually really looking forward to play that playing that. I haven't really looked at much gameplay footage outside of like what the battle system looks like, and it looks very almost kind of like a Dark Souls or Jedi Fallen Order kind of combat system but i don't imagine it being as hard so looking forward to that uh and then i'm also looking forward to the new cyberpunk expansion coming out early next year okay. so oh, yeah. might have to pick that up again and you know beat my I head think, against the wall again again I think they improved with it a, lot. For a while yeah they definitely yeah, i'm hoping it. that I, i'm I, hoping that comes to uh stadia it probably won't just because of hardware capabilities <laughs> yeah uh, i mean like because think about it when cyberpunk launched a couple years ago the like just just the PS4 release. I was playing it on PS5 and I was crashing about every 20 minutes. Like oh, see, I, I played were... it on Stadia. See, I played it on Stadia at launch, and that game played like like butter. It was wonderful on Stadia. Well, you I might then. No issue. Wow. Yeah, like you Stadia. The, I mean, you're playing on like Google's. You're playing on like Google's supercomputers. So as long as you've got this oh, connection, guess, yeah. Stadia's <laughs> Stadia's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, you're just streaming I just don't know it at that point. It's, yeah, it's basically a dead platform though is my reason for wondering if they're gonna put it on there but yeah that game yeah. it had some it had some you know game breaking bugs still you know because it was a buggy mm-hmm. as hell game but nothing <laughs> performance related it was just stuff like oh you uh can't close the menu if you open it while you're also shooting your gun so then your menu is just <laughs> on your screen until you re- so, so you you know yeah so it's not like anything huge it was just little things like that well it happened to me a lot because i was playing a hacker and so as a hacker, okay. you're constantly opening your menu, like, in combat. And, yeah, yeah. if you opened your menu, specifically if you got shot while your menu was open, then it locked your menu in the open position to where you couldn't do anything. But, oh, um, that's, it's little, yeah. It's little things like that, little things like that, or, like, you know, stepping through a wall and getting stuck in the wall. Think, you know, those kind of bugs, like, nothing, but nothing performance-related. No, no issues of performance. It played, it was... Yeah, like, but I know they they said that they were canceling uh, support for previous generation consoles, so Xbox One and PS4, just because like it would really diminish the experience on the oh on yeah the, uh, expansion. I can imagine. So I mean, I and that the, 
them porting those games over to that, I think kind of caused a lot of the, a lot of the performance issues that the game had at launch. So yeah, it never should have been on those in the first place. It really shouldn't have. It really shouldn't have. It was a, it was Um, a next gen game. Yeah, absolutely. Like they shouldn't have, like it should have, uh, they should have delayed it another six months just saying, Hey, look, we're put, we're bringing, this is not going to work on, on this generation of consoles. It needs to be on PS five and Xbox series X. Like just cause yeah, it, it's it's an intense game. Like it's a beautiful game. It has been beautiful since day one. But it's one of those games that like it really yeah. went through a lot of growing pains. Yeah, and I really think that if it had just had some more time to bake in the oven and fix those issues, that it would have gotten mm-hmm. a better reception. Because you know, it's not I think what people expected, but I think it was a solid you know it's a solid eight out of ten. Uh, right. If you take away the bugs, if you don't count the <laughs> bugs against it, it's a solid eight out of mm-hmm. ten. But the bugs are significant. Yeah, story wise, the game oh, is were. great. The story wise, the game yeah, was I great it was when it first story. came out. The world, the world was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really liked it. Well, a lot. and that was the other problem too is when they when they went through and patched some of the bugs, the game was just overworked, and so they reduced on uh, on PlayStation and Xbox specific. They reduced reduced a lot of the Night City residents that you could see on screen at once, so that kind of made the, made it feel a little bit emptier. You know, on oh, yeah. PC, you could they actually allowed you to increase the amount of residents. You know, that was it. Yeah, I mean, it, it always felt decision. it always felt really full. It was as full as a GTA game. Oh, I, I think even more full Stadia. at times. Yeah, yeah. Even more full at times. So, oh, yeah, definitely more. The police was a problem, and I hear they're fixing that. So that's good. Yeah. The police uh, just like te- teleporting to you when you do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even if you're yeah, even if you're in private point. and no one can see. <laughs> yeah. Commit, commit yep. a crime in private. No one can see and the police teleport into the room with you. <laughs> into the alley it was really bad Minority uh, but like one of the things i do like about what i'm hearing with this new expansion is that it's going to be more of like a whodunit mystery which i'm that's all for cool. i'm all for that's that cool. now that so, makes me tempted to get it that that montage it does after the intro where it introduces the game after like the intro and it shows you and uh jackie becoming friends and all that that was amazing that i love that yes. that was like it was so fun. That was like a movie. It was good stuff. Yep. And uh, I like that. That I think is just having that whole thing in the beginning. And then the first few hours of gameplay through that prologue really just kind of brought a lot of emotional flavor to the game that I think it really that's you don't see many video games do that nowadays. Yeah. At that level. You really don't. Yeah. And, and like you're like because you're going through this futuristic world yeah now granted it's dystopian but like they've got the technology to do all this stuff and then what happens there happens and it just kind of is like whoa like this is still a real concern yeah so yeah, it's a very it, good it's a it's a it's a good game it's a good game if you can get past the bugs and it looks like they're fixing that stuff or have fixed it so yeah definitely uh, worth checking. i think it'll definitely be worth checking out and it's it's also just like constantly on like sale Oh, absolutely! Because they're trying to draw more people in. So. It's it's funny um, that the P, uh, the PlayStation Store um, has like a an option of like try it before you buy it thing, and <laughs> you know, or or like game returns, and they specifically <laughs> use Cyberpunk as the image to to recommend that. <laughs> That's funny. Well, and they had yeah. to because like how long was it off of the PlayStation Store when uh, oh, when they were doing bug time. fixes? Like I think it was like six months, eight eight months, At something least. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it sad when they pull stuck. a game from the store completely. So like it was one of those like I was like, ah, maybe I should get my money back and buy it again when it's on sale. And it's like, no, because like 
I'm still going to like, even though my game's crashing every 20 minutes, that's a bathroom break. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I should, I should you also know? mention that I basically got paid $15 to play it. I didn't pay because I, I bought it at full price for $60, but it was the deal where you get the stadia founders edition. If you do that, oh. which is a, it's a Chromecast ultra and a stadia controller. And then I turned there around and sold the, I sold those for $75. So <laughs> it was like, it was like Google paid me $15 to play this game at launch and so under those circumstances especially it's definitely an eight out of ten. Oh, absolutely but yeah it's yeah. like it's one of those games like if you like gta style games i would definitely i would definitely yeah and i'm not game. i'm not a big gta fan is the thing and i still really liked it because i prefer the setting and the story and the characters yeah and that's one of the, the other yeah. things like the storyline the setting keanu reeves just nails his part yes uh, like that's ridiculous like, it, it, yeah, it is ridiculous. And like here you see Keanu Reeves, this like awesome dude. And just like he does not play that. And it's amazing. He, uh, and they actually an, he is an asshole. And it's awesome because you don't yes, expect Keanu Reeves to be like, well, we're not trying to drop a ton of spoilers, which is important. But like, yeah, they're bringing him back for the they, they brought him back for the um, for the expansion. So I'm really looking forward to or for the DLC. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I would I'm like curious to see more. I would like to see them maybe do it at some point, do a, do a DLC just like of his past. Yeah. You know, pre- I was going to say that. Around like a prequel City DLC. As Johnny Silverhand. You, yes. Play a concert. Like, yeah. Yeah. Something along those lines. It'd be awesome. Just because like the, his character is so interesting, so unique and has a lot that they can expand upon. And yeah. like fans of the game would eat it up. Like Keanu Reeves fans would eat it up. Yes, just to see yes. Keanu play because like he did all the motion capture for it too. So yeah, like it's, yeah, it, it's one of those things. Like if you're a GTA fan, definitely pick it up. If you're a Keanu Reeves fan, definitely pick it up. If you're a fan of the, of Cyberpunk. the tabletop RPG, go ahead and pick it up. Like it's, it's or, one of or those just games. The setting. Like I just love cyberpunk stuff yeah. in general. I love Blade Runner and you know, uh, Johnny Mnemonic and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Well, and this is probably the closest we're ever going to get to like a shat, like a legitimate offline shadow run game. Yeah. Like, and, and so like, if you're a fan of shadow run, pick it up. You're, you're not going to be disappointed. You're going to, you're going to definitely encounter some bugs. You're going to encounter some crashes, but the game is, is worth the, it's worth the money that you pay. And like, they've done a real good job of fixing those bugs, fixing that all, all those issues. And, and they're still going to work on it. But it's it's one of those games that honestly is a little before its time. Like you said, le- leave it to cook for a little bit longer. Leave the cake in the oven. But unfortunately, they didn't let they didn't let that happen. So we have to deal with the repercussions. But it's one of those games that I think give it a like as, as long as they hit a home run with this expansion, I think or with this DLC, it's going to be it's going to be one of those that fans are going to clamor for more. So when we might get a, a cyberpunk two down the line and that's their chance to do it right okay yeah and you, you know have, you, if you go back that the, the original witcher is like glitchy and clunky <laughs> as hell yeah and witcher 2 witcher 2 is just so good and then witcher 3 is just like a you know generation defining game pretty much so i i have faith that they can they can pull it out okay you guys well, got actually my because attention. the what was that you got my attention for the first time i'm actually now somewhat interested in maybe picking this game up for a cheap sale <laughs> Oh, I definitely would. And then like they have yeah, the Netflix. You're going to need a beast of a computer, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You're going to need a beast of a computer or a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox uh, Series X. Well, I'm um, going to get a Series X at some point. So. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. S- it's, Series X will be able to handle it. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, definitely. My PlayStation Five handles it beautifully, especially in graphics mode. It, it's one of those games that like definitely play it for a little bit in graphics mode. Enjoy how pretty Night City is, and then switch yeah. it to performance. Okay. Yeah, that's ex- exactly. Yeah, it's it's a uh, man. It's just the like light reflecting on wet glass is like I've never seen anything like that in a video game before. Well, yeah, and then like the reason I'm saying switch it to performance, especially, is because like you turn a corner in an alleyway and there's a bunch of dudes in a stairwell and you're gonna get jumped. Like, yeah, uh, and that's just a scenario I just pulled out of the top of my head, but it happens. Like, oh, yeah. you get jumped yeah. by gangs, you get jumped by by crim- like criminals, uh, you get into shootouts with gangs, and the police are there right with you, and then all of a sudden get, you're in a shootout <laughs> with the police. Like, yes, absolutely. Like, it's it's literally the perfect Mexican standoff finale because everybody's getting yeah. shot. Yeah. But like they also have like obviously there's a craving for cyberpunk in in the world because like the manga or like the um, the anime that they put on Netflix is apparently like number seven in the U.S. for an anime. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's supposedly good. I've heard good things. I haven't watched. Yeah, it I yet. haven't watched it yet, but it's it's one of those that's on my list. Because it's either play games, watch Netflix, and I'm trying to finish yeah. up Fantasy Star Last Hope, or not Fantasy Star, <laughs> Star yeah, Ocean, uh, Star Last, Ocean Last Hope. No, Last I'm actually, I'm on Last Hope, but yeah, I'm trying to finish up Last Hope before Valkyrie Elysium comes out, so. Yeah. Because that, that game is going to have my attention for a while as a huge Valkyrie profile fan. I want to say I beat the second one like four times, and not I on New Game Plus. Never touched the series really yet. So, this, it's... It's one of those games like like you can get for Valkyrie Profile Lenneth. The first one is is actually a cult classic for the PlayStation uh, original. I would highly suggest getting the first one, like the original PlayStation version or emulate it. Um, oh, I, I have a digital copy. Is the, is the PSP <laughs> version is the PSP version not good? It's, I have that. Like, physical. The store, like it's the same. It's the same. But like on the PS1, there's some different things that happen. That give like yeah. the PSP version has a couple of things that were kind of taken away. So it's and like the PlayStation Five version that is is coming out, the PS4, PS5 version that comes out uh, the same day as Valkyrie Elysium is emulating the PSP version. So if you really oh, want the definitive Valkyrie Profile experience from Valkyrie Profile One, definitely get the PS1 version. Or, okay. or, or I mean. Is it? Can you legally purchase it anymore, or do you have to just like? I d- you, you could probably you find it online. Yeah, but not legally. But no, there's no way to buy it anymore. No. There's no way to buy it. Well, legally, I'm saying so like, like you could probably find it on eBay. To your heart's content then. Well, I think yeah, it, on probably. eBay, I think it's famously expensive. It is. Oh, yeah, all the good it's ones. Like it's like five. It's like five hundred dollars or some craziness like that. Yeah, like you try to find a copy of Valkyrie Profile, Xeno Gears. You know, any def- like Legend of Dragoon is up there. You know, like any any cult classic PlayStation One RPG. It's going to be super expensive and. Uh, like honestly sony or not sony square enix especially is kind of missing out on a market because there's a they really are and people will put it on the psn store and i'll pay for it but otherwise it's going on my modded vita for free so right exactly it's it's square ball is in square enix's court right like i would i would totally pay 40 dollars for a xenogears remaster remaster not a remake if they ever remake that game i will probably go on a rampage because that game is a flawed gem. And Mike, if you ever do this game on, on the podcast, you better call me up and, let, and be like, look, look, I need your expertise on this. Because it's one of those games I've beaten a dozen times. I know the history. I've watched all the different podcasts. In fact, uh, Resident Arc 
did a 24 episode series with each episode roughly about an hour and a half, two hours. And that's how intense and, and deep this game is. And for them to just try to do a remake of it, unless you get the original story writers, the original people that did it, you're going to do the game an injustice. I don't so, mean we have to worry about it being remade, though. So. <laughs> I, I, don't see that. I mean, Square Enix loves money. Let's be fair. Uh, yeah, but they don't like the. They only remake certain things. I mean, <laughs> they, they like money. But like, yeah, it, it's one of those games that like I'd shell out 40 bucks just to have a just to have an HD remake or an HD remaster rather like easily 40 bucks, but it's they're They're really lo- missing out a lot on a lot of this money. And I think they're finally starting to see it with stuff like the Chrono Cross remake. Yeah, that so. was, that was more of just, I mean, I'm glad it's re-released because they put a fresh, they put a fresh coat of paint on it and threw it out the door. And I, I I'm fine with that because it exists. Right. Well, and that's, that's really all I'm asking for with a lot of these games, especially, you know, put a fresh slap, fresh coat of paint on it and call it good. We'll, yeah, we'll eat it up. We'll buy them. Yeah, twenty we'll bucks is perfect for Chrono Cross. Yeah, like I get, I get the Valkyrie Profile HD upgrade with, with just because I pre-ordered Elysium, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it. Like, <laughs> like probably after Elysium, but I'm gonna play it still. Oh, and Carrie, anything else you've been playing that you want to mention? Oh yeah, a lot of stuff. Um, I've been, I, I, I stopped uh, about a week ago, but I was playing through the uh, Link to the Past Super Metroid combination randomizer. Okay. Oh God. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but if you are a if you consider yourself to be a big Super Metroid fan and a big Link to the Past fan, and I I do, Same. and you think you're up for it, it is uh it's brutally hard. It, it really heard. makes you it's it's rough. But I, I I did I did get pretty far in it before I kind of burned out on it. I was I was about I think I I probably I was maybe. 80% through 80% to the end. And I, I didn't get stuck. I just kind of like started playing Elden Ring instead, but that is, a, it's a lot <laughs> of fun for, for people that, for people that don't know, it's a, it's essentially you start off as super Metroid. And then one of the first, uh, the, the first map room can go in next to the first save point. And when you go into that map room, instead you come out of the fortune teller's house in the Southern fortune teller's house in a link to the past. And then you're in a link to the past now. And then all of the items in the games have been randomized between the games. So you'll be in A Link to the Past, and you'll go to open the chest that's supposed to have the boomerang in it, and instead it's super missiles. And you'll be in Super Metroid, and you'll go to get the, you know, gravity suit, and instead it's the Master Sword, and (laughs) stuff like that. And it is, it is, it is messed up. And I, I got pretty far, I probably spent like six hours in it before I got completely stuck and had to start over. And this time, make sure to set the randomizer to give me the morph ball fairly early. But even when you set it to give you the morph ball early, you don't realize how many hours of Super Metroid and Link to the Past you can get through without anything. <laughs> without. And so I, I did like it was like that is like I, I think at two hours in that I finally found the morph ball. It was in like just the last like random bomb cave I happened to find in a Link to the Past <laughs> that, that I knew was there. It's just like the last one I happened to check you can get to at the beginning of the game had the morph ball in it. But without the morph ball, you don't realize how little you can do because you can't, you know, oh, Metroid it. can't crawl or, you know, as too. they say. Yeah. And you can't drop bomb, You can't lay bomb. And then that's really frustrating. No, I never found bombs in either playthrough. So I found super bombs. <laughs> so, you know, all the times you have to bomb jump just to go up one, you know, pit square. Oh yeah. Now you have to super bomb jump to go up one square. 
And that means you can't do the chain bomb jumps because you can't chain super bomb jumps. So that's out the door. So you have to, you have to get really good at like a wall jumping off of the same wall. You know, that thing where you wall jump without, without leaving the wall. You got to get real good at that. You got to get to where you can do the, um, the mock ball thing where you, you can, you know, where you keep your running speed wall and morph ball, you know, to skip stuff. You got to get good at that. And you can set it to where you don't have to have any glitches. I mean, I probably didn't need the glitches, but apparently I, I personally needed them to be able to get past certain things, but and it's it, it is really is really something. But um, I've done randomizers before. I've done Super Metroid randomizers a number of times. I've done like the past, and I play through a uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night randomizer probably four or five times a year. Doing this combined was really something else. I always have a hard time trying to fathom how people can do those randomizers because you could get it's, totally screwed over. Well, yeah, yeah, something. you need. A- you need intimate really knowledge can. of that game. You need yeah. intimate knowledge of it, and combining them, it just like it's like exponentially harder because you got to not only have the infinite knowledge of each, but you got to know. All right, I, right now I've got bombs and a sword. What can I get to at this point? What can I get to? And then I was like, all right, now I've got the hammer. All right, with the hammer, what does that open up? And without other items, it doesn't open up very much. Like if if you don't get the magic mirror then you've got to find specifically the warp points to the dark world, but then you'll come in as a bunny rabbit and not be able to use any items until you've gotten the pearl, right? And the, the like dark moon pearl or whatever it is, the moon pearl, moon but pearl. where's the moon pearl? The moon pearl, the moon pearl was in freaking like North air in super Metroid, <laughs> you know, and, and stuff like that. And so it's things like that. And the gravity, the freaking gravity suit was like in like the dark world. Um, in like the uh, the the third dungeon in the dark world, the swamp one, it's <laughs> stuff like that. Thought, it's like, yeah. Who would have so thought it, a sixteen bit game would be harder than you know anything from from software? <laughs> oh yeah, it's way harder than any Souls game for sure. It's it's definitely it is a feat, and it makes you feel. You, I did eventually like have to like look up a couple of play things like, all right, how can you get this if you don't have this? And it's like there's there's videos people have made of like, here's the things you can get if you have this item. Here's the things you can get if you have this item. Because otherwise, it's like you're just um, at a loss of like, I just don't know what I'm missing. Or you have to look up like, where are all of the bombable areas on the overworld? You know, that I'm like, which one am I missing? And then you have to go and search each one of them. Like, oh, nobody did, forgot that one. And then, man, heaven help you if you don't get a weapon for a long time. Uh, the uh, 2019 Games Done Quick or 2018 Games Done Quick, Andy and Osin Goats did this tag team and they did not get the sword until Ganon's castle. <laughs> they were in Ganon's castle. That was like the last 10 minutes of the run of like a three hour run that they finally got a sword. Yeah, no, thank which you. Is insane. So they're, they're having to like all of the offense they're having to do. They're having to use the hammer. They got the hammer fairly early. So they have to use the hammer for any combat. That's the only thing they can use is the hammer. Oh, and that's just, the hammer does a lot of damage, slow. but it only attacks forward and it's slow. Exactly. But they did it. Like, I mean, they're, they're Andy, or Oats and Goats, I think, is the one who does the uh, the Legend of Zelda. He was really good at it. So no, Oats and Goats is they're both they're both Metroid. good. You're right, Oats and Goats is Metroid. Yeah, Andy. Yeah, he's, yeah they're I, both he did, they're both super good. He did Super Metroid Impossible on 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 Awesome Games on Quick one one year, and it's fucking. Impressive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Andy is really good at the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Yeah. So he was able to do it. It was it was pretty funny because they're also they couldn't get the sword forever, and then there was something else like they really needed, like they didn't get. I think they didn't get super bombs for a long time. 
But you think mm-hmm. about how much a Super Metro is behind that. So that's what, yeah. So that I was doing that. I was like all I was playing. I was like thinking about that. I was like anytime I had like 15 minutes, I would just like turn it on and see if I could find something else. And and yeah, that was like all I played for like a few weeks. And then I just like um, dropped it last week out of nowhere. So any last games mentioned before we go on to like TV shows and movies that we want to talk about? I mean, I'm playing a lot. Of, I'm playing Persona oh. Four. <laughs> okay. And uh, and I'm playing Tunic also. I'm playing those two right now that also. Interesting. Yeah, Tunic is amazing. Tunic's okay. really good. I've heard that the end, that the last like three fourths, the last like twenty five percent of it becomes kind of a slog, is what I've heard. But I'm like halfway through it and really loving it so far. So okay, it's on my wish list at some point. It's one thing that's really neat about it is it you um you find pieces of the game's manual saved in the world. But they're not in English. They're in like a gibberish language. Okay. Oh, wow. And so you have to kind of like, but they'll have English words in them occasionally. And then you find a piece, you'll find like page 18 and 19 here. And then you'll find page 15 here. And it says to refer to page 22. Then you find page 22 later. And it, and then you, you, you realize, oh, wait, I can level up. That's good to know hmm. because the game doesn't tell you that. You just have to find the <laughs> manual page that tells you to level up or you have to <laughs> just randomly. You just have to randomly stand in front of the statue and press the button that makes you level up. And it's things like, I'm sorry, I spoiled that, but that's it. That's yeah. the only spoiler. Right. But it's stuff that's like that. That's kind of you an important spoiler, that. though. That's, yeah. That, that, yeah. Like, if yeah. there's ever a spoiler that needs to be spoiled, it's something that's as basic as that. Yeah, but it's, you can it's, level uh, up in it's, this game. it's, 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 it's isometric soul style combat with a cell shaded art, uh, cutesy cupid doll art style as a fox. It's like Zelt is like Link's Awakening remake mixed with a Dark Souls type game. Oh, wow. You got yeah, my. It's, it's, have, is is this your good. first time playing Persona 4? No. So I got about I had Persona 4 on PS2 and I got maybe 30 hours into it. Um, I got right after when you get Kanji and then I quit because I was kind of like the Kanji part. Like I really didn't like it and it yeah. kind of just made me sour. And so I fell off of it. And then Persona 4 Golden came to PC, and so I sold my PS2 copy for almost double the cost of the Steam version and bought Persona <laughs> 4 Golden instead. And so then I started my playthrough of that a few weeks ago, right before I started doing the randomizer, and that was like all I was playing for a while. And I got past where I was at. I just got a, a Rize, though okay. I think I'm still, I'm only like maybe 40 hours in or 35 hours in, but I got Rize. You're getting, you're getting there. You still yeah. got a while ago, but you're. Getting oh, I know, there. I know, because uh, I'm also a completionist. I try to do like everything. So my my Persona Four Golden is probably going to be like a hundred hour game, and then I've that got is... Persona Five Royal to play after that. So okay, I'm glad that I'm glad but, that you're. Trying but to I, I love it. Great game. I love I love I love it so much. Uh, I really do. It's a really great game. I love the combat style of SMT games, but I prefer the story style of Persona series. I think so. I think it's like okay. the perfect marriage of the of that. Is a per- I really like it a lot, and I love the music. The only thing I really my my favorite Persona Four song is the intro to the PS2 version, and it's not in the it's not in Golden. They gave it a different intro, which is fine. Oh. It's a good song, but it's okay. not. Yeah, seems odd, but meh. yeah. But they just they did a different song, and yeah, I guess people like it more. I don't know, but it's not mine. <laughs> it's probably right. I would be surprised it's some kind of right issue or something. Yeah, but that's mostly all I'm playing, and then I'm I'm playing Splatoon three occasionally, but just like a match here, a match there. That's really my son's game. But okay, all right. Now bring us to some TV shows. Uh, first show I want to mention, see if we've been watching it, is I finished Miss Marvel last month, or at some point I finished it. 
Oh, wonderful. Did you like it? I did. I liked it a lot more than yeah, I expected. I, I, I I'm a it. little burned out on MCU stuff. Like I just, I haven't even seen Thor love and thunder yet. And I want to, I love Dragnar. I just haven't got around to it yet. It's not Disney plus. I'm just, I feel like we're. I'm I'm supposed to say that I'm burned out on Marvel stuff, but I'm still eating it up. I'm still eating it up. (laughs) Everybody's everybody's still eating it up. Like we could literally, you could marathon the whole MCU, and then Marvel's gonna put something else out. I was like, okay, I guess I'll watch that. I have. I did. I did. My son and I, we watched uh, the entire MCU. um, Well, last year. So I recorded about the whole thing in a year and a half. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) Yeah, that's That's what burned me out. Was the fact. <laughs> so I did that. And then have you that, have you read the the Marvel Ms. Marvel comics, Mike? I read very very few of new where she was in new in one of the new Avengers runs that I was reading once. Oh okay, but you haven't read but, her like original run? No, no, I never read any of her any of any of her comics. I, I'd, I I'd recommend that. I'd recommend that original twelve issue run. That I have the trades for that, and it's I think it's like th- it's like two or three volumes, and uh, I I like it a lot. Okay, maybe I like it a lot. It's I'm normally more. I'm normally not like into like the silly comics, and it's very silly, but it's really good. I like it, and yeah, I thought the show did a really good job of being true to that, but also kind of making its own changes that you know made it that they felt were necessary for the MCU. Well, yeah, that's the thing people need to understand. Like the comic book purists, when it comes to the MCU, is there's definitely going to be changes that they make. Number one, just because it. Like this, it's not the same universe as the comics. Like things aren't always going to happen. And yeah, think, and they're uh, not Dr. doing they're not doing Inhumans, and they need it. People need to be okay with that because Inhumans was not, you know, Inhumans was something that Marvel made up in the comics <laughs> specifically because of Fox owning the movie rights to mutants, so they wanted to start getting people into Inhumans instead. But now they own the movie rights again, so exactly. it's going to be mutants, mutants all the way down. There's no reason, there's no need for Inhumans, and that's fine. The only place where Inhumans was ever good was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and otherwise Inhumans are just Kmart mutants. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. But I mean, like, especially when you look at uh, how Doctor Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness and Spider-Man Far From Home, or No Way Home did kind of, Spider-Man No Way Home kind of opened things up for the multiverse. This just kind of goes to show, like, if they want to put the comic book originals in there, go for it. Like, you know, it's, when it comes yeah, I mean, to comic, really the it's all open, you know, it, 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 exactly. It, it is all open. Hell, I mean, they, if they really wanted to, they could do a whole Star Wars spinoff into it with how with what they've got set up. But like, it's one of those <laughs> like things those when it comes terrible to the MCU. books when we were kids. Yeah, exactly. When it comes <laughs> I to the I had, had an X-Men and Star Trek one where they, the X-Men went to the, the Enterprise. Oh, oh yeah. I, Enterprise have, I had that comic. I had the follow up novel, too. Yeah, yeah, I had the novel. I had the novel. I didn't have the comic. I had the novel. Actually, it was I think three. It was two comics and then a novel. The first oh, yeah. comic was the original Star Trek meet crossing paths with the X Men. Yeah. And later on, the X Men crossing paths with the Star Trek: The Next Generation crew. That's and what the novel the was. For sure. The comic ended. Then the then the X Men were drawn back into the Star Trek crew the next generation crew and yeah oh there was added fun there it's like he really does look like i like like in the in the book it's like captain picard goes into the simulation of of professor x (laughs) it's like oh god they do look alike (laughs) it's like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) interesting there (laughs) so mike you like miss marvel I do. I, I'm liking it a lot. I had I came into it with no expectations, and I really enjoyed it. Like I actually didn't watch it until I think the whole thing was finished, 
then I finally said, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. I manage well. And I, I really had a good time. Yeah, the Marvel shows are appointment viewing in our house. We watch them the day they come out. So, yeah, my, my wife and my oh, son and I. So I'm kind of with Mike. Really I wait for it. the whole thing to come out and then just kind of binge it all in one go. That mainly stems from my book, favorite book series that uh, at book three ended on a cliffhanger. And I had to wait an entire year for book four, and that really just pissed me off. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to get into anything that I can't just finish right away. And then I obviously broke <laughs> have been breaking that rule with Rings of Power. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I mean, I'm the I'm the uh, I'm the one over here who uh, Willow Times my favorite book series. So know about those waiting waiting years for the resolutions there. <laughs> then the author yeah. di- then the author dies. Oh god, we waited a long time for that for those last few books. Yeah. Oh yeah. And see, Sanderson, my favorite book series Sanderson is Sanderson um, churned them out three books, three years, no problem, while also writing his own stuff. Is a powerhouse. <laughs> My favorite book series is um, called it. The series itself is called Vampire Earth by E.E. Uh, e. Knight. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, no, I've read yeah. I've read the first like maybe 10, 10 of those, maybe. maybe uh, yeah, I think there's only 10. I think it's like nine or 10. Well, I don't know. So, I don't so think I finished know, the series, but. But you know yeah. that that cliffhanger at the end of book three and I had to wait. Oh, for yes. Book oh, four. yes. Yes. Oh, man, those like, books get but those books get crazy. <laughs> those books are crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. With yeah, the, the, so like I mean, bear, like, the like bear people and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. with at the, at, so that that cliffhanger at the end of book three just kind of like had me jaw dropped, and it's like, okay, now I got to wait an entire year for this shit. No, they. <laughs> yeah, I think I think when I read them, the uh, they were all out, or at least all the ones I read were already out because I like picked up like I read the first one, then I bought like the next five. Yeah, and, well, because yeah, so I mean, book one. I didn't was have to wait so for that. Good. Like they're yeah, all it, w- really it really good. was, and it was diminishing returns on the other. So I thought, but yeah, well, but still I good. mean, it really like he doesn't. You don't start to see diminishing returns until book five, in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah, probably true. But like, it's, hard for me I, it's been a few years. Yeah, but it, it's one of those series that, like, again, if you're really into like sci-fi alternate, like alternate theories on vampires, definitely give that one a try. Give give that series a try. Book one is called Way of the Wolf. It's yeah. a really good series. And there, also, I will, into, I like, will say totem, this totem animal stuff. Yes. Yes. But I will say this though, book one, you can kind of see a writing, uh, a writing style shift. So do, if you don't like the writing style at the start of the series, don't get turned off. Just kind of power through that first book. Uh, Cause he kind of changes the way he writes and it gets, it gets a lot more fluid and a lot better explained. All authors go yeah, through sure. a, a, a change. <laughs> yeah, they continue in their writings. Yeah, but the first, I mean, you could see things like plot points and that change as the writing goes on because you're doing more and you are developing the characters even more. Of course, the bad thing is, is when you got one book says one thing, book two, the next book says another thing for the same thing. Oh, he doesn't usually have that problem with his writing. Um, What where he has the problem in the in the first half of book one is his descriptions are just very cringe. So because like it takes yeah. place in a world that's like I want to uh, what was it like 50 years from our from our timeline? Well, when it first came out, it was like 50 years. And so like he's going through these different places and trying to ex- trying to like give you a visual of how they've changed in that time frame. And to start, it's very cringe, but it gets better as you go. And then his descriptions get a lot more fluid, like it actually paints a much more vivid picture of this world, this post-apocalyptic style world. Hmm. So 
I, I love yeah. how my talk about cliffhangers just kind of shifted us into books. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm sorry. Did someone That's mention House of the Dragon? Hey, hey, it's a change in pace. I mean, this is the only way you get to talk about books on this. <laughs> yes, it is. Mike's he, he, not a reader. Now, myself, I'm a reader. Not really. Comics? I read comics? Well, that's diff- that's okay. that is Re- different. Comics are it, it is reading. It's com- it's, it is it's reading. Di- yeah. I mean, I'm working yeah. through right now, I'm working through the 17th book of the Dresden Files. Oh, Battle nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I read. Uh, uh, let's see. That's dedication. Yeah. yeah, that's the newest one, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it came yeah, out three I read, months I read after that the la- 16th book, and it took yeah. him about five years to get even these two together. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I read I read Battleground. I think I read Battleground when it first came out. I think I had it on pre-order. So I hope you like are you are you working on it now? Uh, yeah, I'm at. Uh, yeah. We're just about to have the big fight between uh, Dresden and Intenu. Yeah. Intenu. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that, I do that, know I, I was things. I was really I thought it was really good. I think you're in for a treat. I think I think that was it was one of the best books in the series, actually. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I got through the gut punch. Yeah, yeah. The gut punch. I was, I was, uh, you did, yes. I, I, yeah, those I, the, those are those are good. I, I highly recommend those Dresden Files books. It's another one where the first few books are a little bit cringy, you know, milady ish, um, a lot yeah. actually. But he gets better about that over time. I think uh, definitely by like the fifth or sixth book, he really hits his stride. Like Summer Night, I feel like is really good. Like I think about Summer oh, Night yeah. all the time. That's fourth book introducing. Yeah, that's the fourth book. Yeah, introducing the Fay Court and all that. I felt like it was really. It, it's well, really. He's got to cool. be doing like, something I, right. He's on seventeen, so people God, are yeah. buying him. I think he's aiming for it to end at the twenty-fifth book. Oh wow! I think initially it was supposed to end at the twenty-first book. Yeah, well, I think um, a lot of women are turned off by him with good reason because the first few books, especially, are pretty gross sometimes. But they get better. I think a lot better over time. I still have to, I mean, I get to laugh at some of the situations that he puts into writing for those. I mean, yeah. One of my favorites, I think, is Death Masks. Are we talking Zombie Tyrannosaurus? Because that's a pretty big one for a lot of people. Oh, that's a good one. That's a a deadbeat. (laughs) Yeah, that's a deadbeat. I was going to say that's deadbeat. I'm thinking of the one before it. I'm just trying. Oh, I. My my big thing is. No. Oh, Blood Ties. Well, I don't know. He always had that alliteration and always made it when there were two words in the title, they were both the same length. So, I mean, he was very good at that. But I do like oh, yeah. that, one, that one where he's having this fight. He's sort of gotten into a fight with, the, with Laura Wraith. And then all yeah. of a sudden, they're all getting attacked by Black Court vampires. And it's like, she's like, and during the fight, a death curse comes in and he channels it and what ended up happening, and Mike, is you're not a reader, but I actually heard this in, I heard audiobooks first for most of these books. So here we have, picture it, the fight is going on near midnight, and all of a sudden, from a plane flying overhead, a frozen turkey has come out, comes careening through the sky, and hits a black court vampire, that's just like the rotting corpse, reanimated corpse, hungry for blood, Stakes the vampire right in the heart, causing it to fall to the ground. And the meat thermometer in the turkey goes, <laughs> Chaos magic, yeah. And yeah. I will say this, when I got to that point in the book, it was a day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm sorry. So I've, I've been, I, I was going to say, I've been watching House of the Dragon. Is there, is there more caught up on that? I have no, no I, like, I have, as much as I love, yeah, as much as I love fantasy stuff and like, especially when it comes to like medieval fantasy, I just cannot get into uh, Game of Thrones at all. So, yeah, see, I was a huge Game of Thrones fan, like from the book, the books and the show. I love the show. Watched it like the first four seasons twice, waiting for the fifth season and got really into it. And then those last two seasons, man, they really just stunk it up, especially the last season. And yeah, I deal with enough season. disappointments in life. I did not need to be disappointed by a seventh season yeah. of a show that I, and you know, <laughs> that season, that series finale, man, it was it was really bad. And, Is it really? And, bad? And I was still okay. I defended it. Okay, I defended it at the time, but watching it again, I'm like, oh, this is rough. It's 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 just illogical and dumb. But this new series is really good. I like it a lot. It really makes me feel it like it's got you know the production values of the later seasons, but the good storytelling of when it was based on the books because it is based on a book. It's based on a prequel that, like a prequel novella, I think. And it's actually following that from what I can tell, though I haven't read the novella, so I don't know. But I've heard that it's following it pretty well. I don't know if that's true. But well, hopefully it turns it, out. It actually right. has it has really good storytelling to it and really good characters, uh, really interesting characters, really good acting, good casting. The crazy thing is after the fifth episode, which is the most recent one, starting at the sixth episode, they do a time jump and the main two characters are going to be played by different actresses for the rest of the series. And I'm like, that sucks for those two actresses that were playing those characters and doing such a good job. And then, all right, and then now different char- different actors playing your characters. Starting in the, in the sixth episode, and it's funny because all of all of the male characters appear to be played by the same actors as before. It's just the two female protagonists that are being played by different actresses, which is because they're like fifteen in the first season. They're fifteen in the first five episodes, so and they're going to oh, be okay. adults. So that's why they had to do it. It's not just because they're girls, but it just so happens that the the only two like child actors on the show are both you know women. I mean, and they're not, I mean, they're 20, they're 25 years old. The actresses are, it's not like they're, Mm -hmm. so they could definitely age them up, but they're playing like 15 or they're playing like 16 year olds. And then I think by the fifth episode, they're like 18, 19, maybe. And then, yeah, in the sixth episode, they're apparently going to be in their thirties or whatever. So new actresses playing them. And I'm like, you couldn't age them up a little bit and let them keep their jobs. I don't know, but we'll see how it goes. Mm. Those actresses are both really good. They're both really good. I mean, everybody in the show is really good. I've been really impressed by it. Okay. Well, uh, I, I never finished you, Game of Thrones. If you were an old, I, what I would say to fan, people listening is if you were, a, and, and by the time this comes out, you still haven't watched it. If you were a fan of the original Game of Thrones, like the first few seasons, and you got soured in the end, give it a chance because it, it really it does feel like a return to form. Okay. I, I guess yeah. it's, the way you're making it sound, it's like the new series is the apology. Yeah. And, and, and if people don't know, it's a prequel, it's a prequel set 170 five years before the original series. And it's really cheesy because at the beginning they have like this text come on screen and it said, is it is the year blah, blah, blah. This is going on. And it says it is 176 years before Daenerys Targaryen's rule. And it's like, they're like saying, so don't fucking think you're going to get Daenerys in this. (laughs) Fuck you guys. Fuck you. It really feels like they're doing that at the beginning because it puts it on screen and leaves it lingering. It cuts out all the other text. So it just says 175 years before Daenerys. That's all that's left on the screen and it lingers. It's like, okay, we get it. 
We get it. It's a prequel. Cool. Okay. And there's still people who probably expect her to show up. <laughs> of course. Probably. I mean, who knows? She could show up in the last episode if they're doing time jumping. Who knows? But Yeah, if they do that. All right. The only I have a couple real quick things to mention that I also watched just because if you remember the weird Manti Teal story, there's a documentary about it on Netflix. The guy that had the girlfriend yeah. that didn't that didn't exist that he said died. Professional and football player. That and now, yeah, now he is. I mean, it's a good story. Right now he's, he's a college football player at the time. Well, he's essentially catfished, but it's it's interesting. Like, yeah, he was catfished. It's a very it's good story. You don't expect wait, wait. someone like that to get catfished. That's the thing. You don't expect this NCAA all-star football player who ends up being an NFL here, uh, player. You don't expect so he him was catfished to be in college. Catfished. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like that's the key thing. Like he was he was young and dumb in college. Like. Yeah. That, wait, wait, wait. What? Who is this again? You're talking about? A uh, man. Oh yeah, when he, it was. I forget what year, like two thousand nine, was it? it? Yeah, it was a uh, late two thousands, early twenty tens when all this yeah, kind of so, started happening. So it's yeah. it's early. So it's still kind of early for social media. For it's it's right. It's a so it's to, five, it's five or six years into Facebook, but it's not like the way it is now. Yeah. yeah. So like to give you an to give you a quick synopsis of what happened, and correct me if I'm wrong, because it's I haven't watched the documentary yet, but I'm a sports guy. Uh, Manti Teo was in college, was dating this girl on the internet, and then one day gets a message from her brother, quote, on her account, stating that she was in a car accident and died when she was alive the whole time. And it became this whole sob story, and he held, like, a vigil for her and everything. Like, and wasn't it, like, right before, tr- like, a big game, like, right before, like, a championship yep. game that it happened? Yep. Yeah. It was, like, yeah, it was right before a bowl game and all this stuff, and, like... As far as trolls go, A plus, but it's like a, it's there's a lot it's, to it. Yeah, there's a lot to it. Like it isn't it's just it's a, crazy. You definitely check it out. Like the documentary is really good. Like the one who the the at the time, the guy who catfished him, who ended up coming out as transgender now, like she talks about it in the, in the documentary. She's like, I didn't mean it to become like this. It's just that I needed a way to express myself. And then this just became something else. It's really oh, good. Crazy. It's yeah, I didn't know really, that. really good. Like it just kept going. And the reason why she faked her death is because she just needed to be done with this. And the whole reason why it even came out because reporters are trying to make Primus point out how stupid these news companies were that weren't doing any research, but it, it all went on him instead. And it brought, got to give him a lot of heat, but it's really good. It was really, really good. Yeah, It, it definitely hurt his professional career. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, like, I'm sure he like, that, never live it down either. No. Right. And, and for those that don't know much about like when it comes to like football, especially when it comes to the football draft, the difference between one or two rounds can be millions of dollars in signing bonuses. And, he and was, if I remember, yeah, his his draft stock dropped. Yeah, he was he round didn't two do that well that game. Well, well it was like I, a, the whole senior year because the beginning of senior year, he announces it. But it's a championship game when he finds out that, hey, she's not dead. Yeah. Like it was, it was a horrendous thing. Like really uh, good story. Right. Which is like I said, like it's crazy. Yeah. It's sad that it had, like it's sad that, that the kind of, that the events all happened, but as far as troll level goes, it's like a plus. (laughs) It's really interesting. I I definitely recommend it. And then I also watched another one documentary. Uh, It's called untold the Manti Teal story. They also have another one I was watching called flagrant foul, which is about a ref, an NBA ref who was betting on games. Oh yeah, that he was that he was refing. Oh, I about. remember that guy. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, that's a about. huge no-no. Like, yeah, it's, it's a good story. Report, 
it's sad when players aren't even allowed to bet on their own team, though. Like, like they should at least be allowed to do that. It was very interesting, like, to hear, like, the stuff that he said that was actually going on in the NBA, which I believe the other stuff, like, it's a very good documentary, too. I mean, he went to jail and everything, obviously, because he got caught because they, they were being dumb about it and too many people were involved. But it's really interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Richard, anything you want to mention that you might have, that you've been watching recently? Well, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I don't. Ever since my wife passed away, I didn't necessarily indulge much in watching television. But, you know, just over the weekend, I just, in part, because I needed some inspiration for some uh, for one of the thick projects I work on, I, I started watching Silverhawks again. Okay. Got some fun episodes in, which is always nice to do. I mean, it when you get to remember some of these, some of those old cartoons and enjoy that. And I was actually, after watching that for a bit, I was messing around and looking around uh, Freebie. And I saw a show that I watched when it was originally out, Celebrity Paranormal Project. I watched, actually, the re- rewatched the first episode this morning while I was starting on the uploads and before my workday started. And I remembered how crazy that show could be. I mean, when when you, it's one thing to get total regular people to get involved in a overnight ghost hunt. And this is celebrities. Okay. Yeah. Which they did just for the notoriety, I'm guessing. Well, it was, I think, when it initially came out, it was part of VH1's Surreality TV. (laughs) Because they were trying to be MTV. No, no, they were just really... They they went into going for the, uh, the surreal... The reality shows with celebrities. I mean, it was at the time when they were also coming up with uh, stuff like Flavor of Love, and they had the surreal life before that. Before that, yeah. But I know that that show ended up getting canceled because, in part, it it was revealed in the one episode before the last one aired that one of the overnight ghost hunts, one of the celebrities ended up possessed. Literally, actually possessed. And I'm like, but, you know, I just, I enjoyed that when it was on. Let's see if I can bring up which one it was. I remember who it was who got possessed, but I don't remember. Now I gotta know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was the episode, the seventh episode, Cult Commune, where they were at the Susuro Sur- Canyon Commune, which uh, I think was i think that was shot a year before the rest of the series the original never before aired pilot featured heavyweight champ boxing champ evander holyfield <laughs> professional jackass we Wee man oh god former mad tv star deborah wilson playboy model nikki Z- zering and uh, julio iglesias jr and it was actually i think it was deborah wilson who got possessed yeah. Okay. And that's why I don't, know, I don't know how much I buy into her actually getting possessed. Like, have you any of you ever actually watched Mad TV when she was on it? Yes, yeah, I had. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I, I guessed it was Deborah <laughs> Wilson as soon as she said she was on it. It's sort of uh, not something that if that was supposed to be the pilot episode, why wouldn't they keep? Why would they not start off with that? And they just, right. I guess. So you know that does add to credence that it must have happened. Or well, I mean, no, because if you start happen. off with that, if you start off with that, that, that hooks people more in. Yeah, you know? I would and then, agree. Like, I don't just... care if you, 
I don't care if you have to fake it in like episode eight. Give him another one. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, that should have. But I mean, if something happened and she wasn't proud of it happening, I could understand why she wouldn't want it aired. Mm, okay. okay, you made it. Well, I mean, but if you're trying to prove, if you're trying to set, like, create this narrative that ghosts are real, then like you you show that, and then like you have the follow up episode, like follow up in the episode about look, like I was not proud of this moment, that but that was not me. You know what I mean? Ah, yeah. And I just got reminded here because I was looking through the episodes this morning, but not placing all the names. The fifth episode had uh, David Carradine on it. No. <laughs> Okay. And Coolio. You know, he was just hanging around. What but, else is he up to? <laughs> I don't think much. It can be an interesting show to watch, especially when you see the celebrities that they, they had go in there. I mean, the first one had, well, the one I watched this morning, Hal Sparks, Donna Derrico, who was Playboy Playmate, Baywatch star, <laughs> T- Takara Jones, a uh, model who was on America's ne- Next Top Model, Jenna Maraska, actress, swimsuit model, professional wit- wrestler. She was on Survivor. And Gary Busey. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that's the answer, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can buy it. Okay. But it was actually Hal Sparks who had the most uh, interaction, who had the most uh, supernatural, po- I guess in some ways positive list. Because he's like up in one room and was supposed to have a little boy ghost in it who would play with a ball. And he even showed it like a shadow figure moving. And he saw like two eyes. I mean, it's like it's a lot more interesting to see some celebrities go through this crap that would scare normal people and seeing them get scared, too. <laughs> OK, I can buy that. And yeah. Isaiah, anything you've been watching you want to mention? Other than Rings of Power, like I, I still got to watch episode four, which came out uh, late last week. Not much really finished up. Uh, Moon Knight, Doctor Strange, uh, oh. probably get started on Miss Marvel sometime soon. Go into uh, go into uh, what's the name? She Hulk. Um, she Hulk. So I, I She Hulk's good. I like it a lot. I haven't touched it yet. I'm doing the same thing in Miss Marvel. I'm just going to wait till it finishes and just watch. That's it pretty much where I'm at. With yeah, that makes sense. Wait till it finishes because She Hulk keeps leaving me wanting more, so I can get that. I just, I can't be bothered to watch it wait at this point. I'm like, I'll just wait till the whole thing. I, mean, I don't want to go through the phase of getting into it and missing. Like, that's what I did with Miss Marvel. I just watched it. I just mm. binged after it finished. I just don't care. Well, and then, you know, with the internet being the internet, we were already told about, you know, a third season of Daredevil, which I'm actually super excited for. Charlie Cox nailed that part in the Netflix series. Except so. it's not, Born Again is not going to be a sequel to the Netflix series. I think from the sound of it, it's just the same actors are coming back, but it's a new thing. I mean, I'm okay. fine with that as long as it's like, like, I really liked Charlie Cox in the role of Matt Murdock. So, Same. um, yeah, I'll take know, it like, however I can get it. Reboot, exactly. And Vince, not re- sequel, whatever. Right. And Vincent D'Onofrio, like reprising his role in, in what's his name? Kingpin? Uh, Hawkeye. Oh, like yeah. as, as Kingpin, that was phenomenal. And, and so the fact that they're bringing him back. Like, I can't think of a better casting choice choice uh, than Vincent D'Onofrio for anything in the MCU when it comes to Kingpin. Like, he, he looks the part, he sounds the part, and it He's really just kind of show. Yeah, it shows his acting range. Like, he went from... I did not like that in Hawkeye, personally, but I liked him. I didn't, <laughs> like, a lot of people well, didn't. I, mean, I didn't like the I, plot or any of that with him, and I thought the fight scene was really dumb, but I still like him as a character oh, and yeah. as an actor for well, it. 
I mean, I have my own personal gripes with the Hawkeye show. I think it was a little it was a little slow building and just didn't really hook a whole lot of people. So I kind of felt like I was slogging. I, through I the mostly first two liked episodes. it. I mostly uh, liked but, it because I really I really liked Haley Steinfeld in it. And I love Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just yeah, didn't I didn't course. like that. I didn't really. It was just like a lot of the Marvel shows. It feels like at the end, they're like, OK, anyway, we have to be a Marvel show. So here we go. It's like they have an interesting right. thing. And then. All right. <laughs> and that was how they did that. And I didn't think it landed similar to well, one division's last episode. One of the problems that the MCU suffers from now is the fact that like it's gotten so big that everybody wants to know what's coming next. And so Marvel tends to give the fans that within each show. Yeah. Like it really kind of started. It really kind of started in Avengers age of Ultron and kind of how everything went from there. Yeah. Like it became one of those things that just like they, they, it detracts from the overall story that they're trying to tell within that movie or show. But like, I understand why they're doing it. They're trying to, you know, drum up hype for the next one. So, yeah, I'm hoping um, they don't do that with She-Hulk. Cause right now I'm really loving She-Hulk and how it's just doing its own thing and having fun being crazy, bizarre and just funny and a, a comedy, more of a comedy than any of the other uh, Marvel shows so far. Yeah. Even more so Although, than Hawkeye, which was definitely a comedy. Let's I'm just looking forward to Deadpool three. They've already confirmed it essentially at this point. Yeah. So oh, bring great. it on. I'm happy. That'll be fun. They did that finally. Cause I, yeah, I, I enjoyed Deadpool one too. All right. Oh, Carrie, do you have anything you want to mention before we go on to our last topic? Oh yeah. Um, trying to, th- so I, I'm, I've, uh, this is old an old show, but it's not as old as Silverhawks. Um, but I, uh, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm on, I'm three episodes away from finishing my full series rewatch of Seinfeld. Which is Ooh, this, this like I think the third time I've watched the series all the way through, but it's the first time in a few years, and I've just like that's been my watch a couple episodes before I go to bed every night show, and I'm now on uh, I just watched Frogger, so there's just three episodes left. I'm gonna so that's that's been a lot of fun, and it, it's interesting. I don't know Seinfeld is one of my favorite TV shows ever, and I I watched it you know growing up because it it came out. Um, Let's see. I think I was like 10 when it came out. I was nine or 10 when it came out. And so I watched it in like this, this is the nine seasons and like the season finale, the series finale was, no, I was probably a little younger than that because series finale was when I was in like the 10th grade. But anyway, so it's a show that like really formed like my sense of humor and my, my like what I like in shows and all that. And there's so much of the things I think of as being like iconic parts of the show that don't show up until almost the very end. Like so many things. Like Soup Nazi, next to last season. He's in the eight. It's a nine season show. He shows up in season eight. George working for the Yankees, fifth season. George being engaged, eighth season or seventh season. Uh, His fiance dies in the seventh season finale. Yep. So it's like things that you associate. uh, Elaine working for Peterman is seventh season. You know, you think like these are things that are in the show forever. And it's like. You forget that, you know, like Joe is uh, like George is a real estate agent for the first two seasons, you know, and stuff like that. I've never seen the show so, other than like random. Oh, well, two episodes. there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're like your life, a, Mike, a big, it's one of those that's worth it. <laughs> there's there's just so many famous, like iconic episodes that I'm like, I can swear this is like fifth season It's like, nope, ninth season. So All many right. of the ones that I think are really famous are, like, are from the last season, actually. But yeah, I love it. I love it. And they eventually, I don't like Jerry Seinfeld's stand up at all. And they, and I would just skip it. And they eventually just stopped doing that in the show also, which is, I think, a good, a good thing. Oh, see, I, forgot I love his stand up. I love his yeah, stand up. I'm not like, a fan. Yeah, occasionally, I, but 
I like that dry humor that he brings to that he brings to the stand up. Like it's that that was I grew up on stand up comedy, and so that kind of just really informed my style of of what I like in in comedy in general. Um, and yeah, so I, I really that. appreciated that. So I, I like it's, him it's, more. I like him more in a non stage thing. I like him in a, a in Seinfeld or in a, a comedians in Carson yeah. Coffee or a podcast that kind of thing more than like a performance on a stage. But but uh, uh, yeah, no, yeah. So I've re- I've really been enjoying that. And then I'm yeah. Go ahead. He's definitely one of those comics that like he's not for everybody, but like he's gonna do something that you like. Yeah, and I really liked. I read his book when I was in high school, and I liked it a lot. The sign language. Yeah. But yeah, no. So I'm about done with that, and then I'm gonna rewatch all of Archer next because okay. I haven't seen I haven't seen the last like two seasons of Archer. I used to that was like a back when I had cable. That was one of my like appointment viewing is new Archer episode is up, and I I haven't seen the last two or three seasons. So I'm gonna rewatch the whole series. I've never so. seen Archer. Is it streaming somewhere? Uh, it's on Hulu. The whole series is on Hulu, uh, and Hulu. I don't okay. know if it's elsewhere, but it's an FX show, so all the FX stuff is on Hulu. Okay, we have to so, give it a try. I've seen a bit yeah. of Archer. Yeah, I love Archer. I really like it, but it's one of those where I feel like it's better if you watch it from the beginning because it's like Arrested Development where they're constantly making callbacks and you'll be in like the eighth season and they'll say something and be like, oh, that's from season one. That's from season two. Okay. And it's not necessary, but it, it it broadens your enjoyment of it if you start from the beginning. All right, maybe. It's, it's a solid. Also, if you're like a James Bond fan. I am. Um. Uh, or like um, or Mission Impossible. It's got a I lot of like it's a lot of James. It's a lot of uh, parody of James Bond and Mission Impossible and Get Smart. Those kind of shows. OK, maybe I'll have to so. check it out then, because I the, I have a pinball table on pinball FX3. It came in my in a pack that I bought on sale and I was like, it made me want to start. I'm like, hmm, maybe I should take check out. Yeah, the show. It, it is. It is also it is like incredibly filthy and it just gets filthier as it goes. But yeah, they have like a. One of my favorite running jokes is just like their their doctor is obviously is obviously a Nazi like clone. He's obviously and and they just like keep building on that over the series. And then he's like he marries like he's got like a hologram uh, anime uh, girl hologram. It's like a like a Hasumiko kind of uh, thing <laughs> avatar. And that he that each that he marries and their like relationship is pretty really is really funny. It's it's a really good show. So, okay, and I'm gonna fan. bring us. To our last topic, which I know two of the people on this did not watch. Uh, Carrie, did you watch Sandman? No, I haven't watched oh, it yet. Man. Planning, planning to, but I haven't okay, watched it I'll yet. keep it brief and non-spoiler-free. It's really damn good. I watched all of season one, and it renewed my interest to be like, okay, I need to read more of these comics. So we actually are bringing an episode later next month where we're covering book three of that series. But it's a really well done show. Like I highly recommend it covers the first two volumes of the, of the comic. And then it, which is the first like 12 issues. And it covers two issues from volume three out of, out of is, the four. Is the season over yet? Yeah, it's over. They did 10 well, episodes. Yeah. They did, hmm? You said it's on Netflix. Yeah. So they dropped, they actually yeah, didn't yeah, drop it all once. The whole thing. They dropped really? 10. Then they waited like a week and then they dropped episode 11, which is, Two short stories or one issue stories put together into one episode. Yeah, I have uh, some some of my good friends that um, I have a, and I'm in a group chat with that are all big Sandman fans, and they love it and they say it's really, really true. It, to is, it, it was it, it was surprisingly good. Like I actually went and bought the physical copy of the Trade One, and I just ordered Trade Two because my wife just read Trade One when we were, we were on vacation. She's like, "This is really good." I'm like, "Well, here's the next trade. Keep going." 
It's that's yeah. I'm I'm a big Neil Gaiman fan, but I've never read Sandman. I've read like it's good. Uh, I think I've read all of his books, but I haven't read any of his uh, comics. I've only read his like novels. It. I had no interest in Sandman. Like we did the first one on the podcast, our first Spooktober. I had no interest in it. Then it took me two years to get around to Dollhouse, and then when the show came out, I'm like, okay, it's time to finally get back into this. So it's well, it's cool. Good yeah. I, I followed him recommend. on social media and he was talking about how much creative control he had and how pleased he was with that. So well, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it unless he had like full control. He wouldn't let him do yeah. it. He had the rights or something to it for the most part. So, but yeah, it's nice. I, I, I say, check it out. I think you'll really enjoy it. All right. And that's the last topic I wanted to mention. And Carrie, since we didn't have you in the beginning due to technical issues, uh, where can people find <laughs> you at? Yeah, I stream on Twitch, Carusetta, K-R-O-O-S-E-T-A. So that's the main thing I do. Uh, and uh, I'm now on this uh, this new ha- happening Discord channel called uh, Games My Mom Found. So same name, <laughs> Carusetta, on there. Please but, join yeah, our Discord. Uh, I, I, yeah, but no, I, I stream. Um, mo- uh, I do uh, video game. I, I repair video game consoles, repair and modify video game consoles in my workshop. Haven't done that a lot on the stream because uh, my I live in Texas, so my work my workshops in my garage, so it's been like 110 degrees in there, but it's cooling off. So hopefully get back to that. Lately, I've just been streaming a lot of Elden Ring. So okay, yeah. And Richard, where do people find you at? Uh, like I said before, uh, you can find me up on YouTube on the channel Rich Kale, where I play through games and read through some fix I've written over the years. You can find such fine. I play through some fun series on the channel and play through some fun games, uh, one of which I usually did by daylight on a Thursday morning anymore. And I also have my fix up at various places like fanfiction.net, uh, Comic Vine, Archive of Our Own. And like I said, you can find hear readings of my fix on my channel as well on a Tuesday morning. They pop up. Okay. All right. And I want to... Thank you, everyone, for listening to the episode. And if you enjoyed it, there are 300 over 350 other episodes you go check out. We have a huge, huge catalog. You can find everything on Podbean. If you can't spot, find because Spotify, iTunes only go back 100 episodes, and I can't stop myself from recording more. So you will not find everything there, but that's where you can find our gigantic catalog. And if you enjoyed this show, you can also support the show. We do have a Patreon for Little's Dollar. You can vote in our Patreon poll right now. We have two polls going on When by the time you hear this. For Little's Dollar, you can vote. We have a top 10 horror poll and a top t- and we have a poll of four different movies to choose from Cabin in the Woods, the one that's winning right now. So if you want to, you can help make sure that happens. If you want to hear me talk about Cabin in the Woods. Oh, Cabin in the Woods. So good. I love it. I, I'm excited. I'm hoping it wins because that's the one I picked. So awesome. <laughs> and also give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasphere. You can follow her on TikTok. She made our music. And I want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU Roundup with me. He started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40, so definitely go check him out. He interviews people, how video games affected their lives. And we have, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube, but audio only, but we are there. And I think that's... Oh, yeah, we have a Discord that I mentioned a little bit with Carrie, so go join our Discord. You'll see a link in the show notes. I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Later. Later.